Clayman Media. You're listening to the We Bear Witness Podcast, where we discuss theological truths and cultural influences. Our podcasts are available via Google, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and many other podcast platforms. We hope you subscribe and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the We Bear Witness Podcast. Um, the He Gets Us campaign released its Super Bowl ads over the last week, week and a half. Um, so we've been talking about that a lot on social networks. Everybody sort of had an opinion on what they think about it and if it was helpful or not. Um, a lot of people didn't even watch the Super Bowl, I found out. Uh, Forrest is here with me today. Did you end up watching the Super Bowl at all? Or we, we, we went somewhere and had like a little party and were able to watch it there. No, we, we didn't. Uh, as as much of a Swifty as I am, I uh, I did not want to watch the Taylor Swift Super Bowl edition. So, uh, no, we're not big Super Bowl people. If the Jags had been in it, I would have watched it. Short of that, we didn't. I had no interest in the Super Bowl this year. So, what you're just, saying is you're never gonna you're never gonna watch a Super Bowl. <laughs> That's what you, you you don't say that. You hold out hope. <laughs> I'm wearing a Jags hoodie. I'll I'll never let go. I'll never let go, Jack Del Rio. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, he gets his campaign ended up kind of being a surprise, I think, um, to a lot of people. That's what everybody was expecting. They were expecting it. And that's what kind of happened was a Taylor Swift laden chiefs versus um, the, who they play. I forgot. Um, 49ers. 49ers. Yeah. The chiefs were at the 49ers and it was a Mahomes show at the end. And, uh, the advertisement seemed to be the talk of it from where I was. Because no no one really was rooting for any team specifically. Um, they're two pretty universally despised teams outside of their fan base. But the ad got everybody talking, and it was funny because I was watching uh, the game, but then I you know posted something on Facebook almost immediately because I figured this was going to be a something people were going to have questions about perhaps. And I think one of the, I think the first thing I said was quick response to that absolutely disastrous he gets a Super Bowl ad. I still don't know necessarily uh, if I have job security or not. Sometimes I talk like I don't. I don't know. Sometimes I talk like I do have tons of job security, but I don't know. I got to be a little bit more careful with my words, I think. But I just, I just quoted I quoted Warren Wearsby, and then Tim Keller used this a lot because Tim Keller was pastoring a church in the middle of New York City, you know, and so for him, this ended up coming up a lot some of the questions that he gets us ad raised and we'll show the ad in just a second. Um, for those of you listening, uh, we'll probably, um, talk through it a little bit, but, um, the truth without love is brutality and love without truth is hypocrisy. You need both. And, um, Warren Wearsby quoted it. Tim Keller used it a lot because you live in a world where in order to be loving, they feel like they have to sacrifice the truth in order to be truthful, they feel like they have to do it without love. That's not what this advertisement was. So well, one thing I said was to love like Christ is sacrificial. But after he loved the outcasts and the in crowds, he said, go and sin no more. And I think one of the lines we're trying to draw in these conversations is not to take away from an ad where there was pretty much just foot washing. And if you look at the characters involved, there was bias and there was message and there was political standpoints and to say otherwise is sort of ridiculous. And to say that the whole reason you did the ad was just to rile people up. 
who found disagreement in it were kind of ridiculous too. And I'm a, I'm a PR communications major kind of guy. And that, that's not, that doesn't even make sense from an evangelism point of uh, point of view. And it doesn't make sense from a marketing point of view to be ominous and unclear with your message and say, well, it was just to rile people up. Like, first of all, you have statements on your website. This isn't your first year doing an ad like this. This wasn't even your first year riling people up with your choice of ad. So unless people don't remember last year, and I think something you, you had read as well, uh, reference that, but to look at the ad and we'll play it. And I think what will be helpful is we'll play it and we'll look at it at real t- in real time and, um, and talk about it. And then, uh, when you're hearing the podcast on the, you're hearing the audio, you'll hear the ad, but you'll also hear us talk about it. So let's do that. There's the cop. Yeah. Don't ask me. And then this, uh, I have heard comments about this kind of cheerleader washing feet. We got the immigrant there. That's the, that's the abortion clinic. And you had, that was a good one. Environmentalist. Yeah. And then the immigration bus. And you had the kind of Karen woman washing the feet of someone immigration bus. Yeah. Protesting. A lot of racial tension. Now, this is an interesting one. There's nobody washing feet. They're just soaking feet. Yeah. And this one definitely got a lot of attention. Yeah. Jesus didn't teach hate. He washed feet. He gets us, all of us. Yeah, so this, even on, even this is like the fifth or sixth time I viewed it. This is just inclusivism. There's no, there's no second measure of, oh, see, this helped rile thing up. That's not even, that's not even the basic tenets of the gospel. There's, there's, there's so much wrong with that advertisement. This is not just, Hey, you should be sweet to one another. You should be bringing the truth and love. There's no truth. There's no yeah. truth in that entire advertisement. First of all, he doesn't get all of us. There are sheeps and goats, sheep and goats. That's the whole concept of, of the gospel is that there are people who will turn to Christ and there are people who won't. There is no universal happy ending. There is no inclusivism based on just being good people or doing good works. There's none of that in the scriptures. Yeah. Uh, well, I think no one's I think that, that, ar- that argument of like, oh, he gets us. Does God understand the depravity of man? Absolutely. He's not surprised by it. Uh, you know, th- we are not the first generation that he has seen be totally depraved. So the idea that, oh, he gets us. So he understands what what's going on in our society much better than we ever do. Um, but this idea of you get me being this kind of slang for like, you're my people that, you know, and it goes back to that idea. It's this universalism of, Oh, we're all God's children. We're all God's people. And he, you know, and all we preach is God's love. Yeah. But it's the fact that if there's no push to say, God loved you enough to tell you that you need to be saved. And there's none of that. Yeah. And you said that, uh, and, and to show you some of the opposition, and what we're going to get into some tangible things that we see wrong with it. We're not just going to say, I don't like that ad. Um, and, and give you just sort of, we're not going to be ominous and unclear with our message. The bigger picture here is that there was immediate backlash. Evangelical yeah. Christian Super Bowl ads and the backlash to them explained. And you said that Vox. Uh, yeah, uh, Vox, not not Fox, Vox, v, with a V. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that 
one of the approaches of this ad would be very much a, if we show enough love, then they'll listen to us. That would be, that would be probably if you talk to the, he gets us people and they would say, Oh no, 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 no. We're not preaching universalism. We're saying he loves you enough. He gets you. So you should come to him, right? Come to Jesus. And then, then we'll tell you about Jesus and the gospel. Um, but what I find odd about it is that it's using this technique of saying, well, if we just preach enough love and acceptance, then everything will be okay. As if, if we just be in, be nice enough that everybody will be okay with it. And so I, almost instantly, not only did you see this conservative backlash from, from people that we would associate with that would said, you know, the atoms of the world that jumped on Facebook 32 seconds later before Taylor Swift could even make her 15th appearance of the night. I know. Um, but then on the left, you also saw this pushback. Uh, and I saw it in real time on a friend of mine's Facebook post who, um, who is more left-leaning. She posted it with just, oh, I love this commercial. And then before long, some of her even more left-leaning friends said, well, don't you know, these people are actually anti-LGBTQIA or whatever. Uh, but this article I found uh, just was a great illustration. It says, uh, quote, in eight of the ad's 12 images, the person doing the foot washing is a put-together, cisgendered presenting white person, some middle and some working class, washing their feet of their presumed opposite. Um, he said, we're supposed to read this as a straightforward message of opposites uniting despite their differences. But because there's a uniformity in, this, uh, in the depiction of who is doing the act versus who is getting their feet washed, the overall impression is one of uh, performative rather than sincerity. So, you know, they're, they're hitting it and saying, well, the fact that it's all these cisgendered presenting, not even just cisgendered, if we use that term, um, you know, it's all these conservative people washing other people's feet. That just proves that it's just a show. They don't love us. They don't get us. Jesus doesn't get us. So even the attempt of what they, even if you believe the best intentions of this campaign, it fails. Yep. Even from their own words, from their own, from their own words of the unbelievers they were trying to reach, they still don't get the point. Imagine that. So, so what they were walking in this with was a message that really goes after the tenets of the gospel itself that they don't agree with. Any kind of exclusivity, any kind of separation between, that truth creates it was, it was in Leviticus 19, 17, it says, you shall not hate your brother in your heart. You shall in any wise rebuke your neighbor and not suffer sin on him. In other words, reason and rebuke are tied together there. Um, you shall reason frankly is what rebuke means in, the, in Leviticus in that verse with your neighbor, lest you incur sin because of him. And it says you shall not take vengeance. And so we have our marching orders. But then what what is it Jesus says about hate that we shall, that a daughter should hate her mother, uh, a father shall hate his son. Uh, is, isn't this, this concept that when you, you love Jesus and you actually follow him and the sacrifice that's included in it, that hate is a byproduct of that? So no one's going around saying that the Bible has given Christians marching orders to hate people, but hate is inevitably going to come. And Jesus says, if, if even rhetorically, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, and yet even his own life, and then they they ominously on that advertisement post, Jesus doesn't preach hate. We well, have to be a little bit more specific. He is not saying he's saying love your neighbor. He's saying love your neighbor when you love yourself. But he's doing that for the kingdom. He's doing that so people come to Christ Jesus in faith, so that the kingdom of God grow. He's not he's not doing it so people feel better about themselves and live under this moralistic therapeutic 
deism lie that good people go to heaven when they die. That's not the gospel. The central goal of the gospel is not to be happy and to feel good about oneself. And so that mentality is what was presented in that commercial. And it almost makes it not just an affront to the mission of God, but anti-gospel. Um, and because it didn't accomplish what it was trying to do, it didn't present even the most basic or safe of a gospel message. And safe is what I mean by that is FCC approved. In other words, I understand, and we'll show that that response to that commercial made by uh, Jamie Bambrick in a little bit. Uh, but we know that would never get on because it, it would be flooded with accusations of hate speech. And you think the Christians are causing an uproar over the ridiculousness of the he gets us ad. Let the Jamie Bambrick <laughs> ad go up <laughs> and see if uh, you could even walk down the street. Uh, and that, my friends, is what the message of the church should be in a loving way. And maybe advertisements aren't going to do that trick. Maybe a million dollar Super Bowl ad that can't be detailed enough to give a basic gospel presentation isn't where God has given the responsibility to grow the kingdom of God. As, as great as that kind of publicity might seem, perhaps that's not a, a valid avenue. Um, I, I would love to hear if anybody has had anyone come up to them uh, who hated the Lord with their lives, according to the scriptures, saw that ad and said, I want to know more about this biblical Jesus. And in that conversation, when you responded with what's sin and what's not sin, with what God approves of and what God doesn't approve of, how fast did that conversation end? When they felt any affront whatsoever over the truth of the gospel, this is why we have to trust the Holy Spirit to work uh, when the gospel is being presented and stop with these silly terms like pre-evangelism or, or whatever else you see and that he gets us at. Pre-evangelism is cultural contextualization, getting the field ready for the harvest. But in no way, shape, or form is pre-evangelism tied to not giving the whole truth and nothing but the truth. That That's the charge. And to think that we are in a culture where we even have enough people that know how to present the gospel or share the gospel or say the gospel in layman's terms is a bit audacious in and of itself. It's, it's, it's definitely naive to think that you could just put out some commercial that doesn't tell you the gospel. He gets us as not the gospel. He redeems yeah. us. He saves us as the gospel. Absolutely. And so to me, that's, that's where this, I don't, I want, it doesn't anger me. I'm not like irate over this commercial. I want to make that sure that that's clear. I'm not like, like upset. I didn't lose sleep over it. I expect this. Would you say you hate this commercial? Is that what you're saying? I just no, try to clarify here. No, I don't. What, what I, what I am having, you know, what I think most of us are struggling with is that we are being told that Jesus would approve of it. Jesus would approve of something that's not the truth. And I think that sense of justice is what we have to kind of watch. Um, but I don't know. It's the, the ad in and of itself, these pictures of people washing feet, um, that then saying that's what Jesus did. Well, what else did Jesus do? And do they even know why Jesus washed feet? Yeah. Like, have you ever preached on that? Like, why, why did Jesus wash feet? Let's just talk about the what they tried to do. Why did he wash feet? Why would that not be clarified? Yeah. Well, and I think it's also interesting. I've heard some, some takes about the fact that what we see in the Gospels is Jesus washing his disciples' feet. Right. We don't see this as account where Jesus is just going through the countryside, just washing all these sinners' feet. So, you know, like, bring your feet and wash feet all day long. Um, in fact, when we see people who are more sinful, they're washing Jesus' feet. Um, you know, and so it's this... It's a weird thing. I think, of course, it would be just, or maybe even more, 
uh, damaging if they had had some kind of baptism picture in here of like, oh, well, Jesus is yeah, in the fact that if we um, more than just washing their feet, if we were saying, well, if we, if we baptize people, then suddenly they'll be okay, live your own life and just come get dunked in a tank, which unfortunately is what has happened in many, many churches over and over. And as part of the reason why we have Christians who are defending uh, or people who feel that they're Christians defending this kind of ad is because they've grown up in churches that say things like, hey, we just had a spontaneous baptism. And we're going to plant some people in the audience to get the spirit moving. And then we're all going to come down and get wet in a tank. And there you go. And then you can go back and uh, live your lifestyle. However you were living before, just now you've gotten a good new fresh coat of paint on it. So, um, you know, I think that's to me is what's so troubling. You know, I feel like as a pastor, I really feel the weight of um, just the burden that we don't want to tell people that they have a safety that they don't have. and. Um, you know, I feel that as a pastor, I feel that as a father of like, how do you, how do you navigate that? Well, of helping people see that Jesus, it's not about Jesus getting us. It's about us being saved. And the fact that we, one of the first things we got to do is recognize our need for a savior. That if we truly believe that we are good people whose lives are great and holy, then we're never going to see the need for a savior. You know, I, I know in, uh, just in, if I'm picking people that I look at and say, okay, which one is it going to be easier to share the gospel with the person who understands that they're a sinner and maybe is living a life that is not honoring to God in any way, shape, or form in some ways is easier than the person who is living a life that is pretty good and fits into kind of that moralistic therapeutic deism. They live a pretty good life, but they're full of pride over the fact that they're so much better than other people. Um, you know, again, that's what's so damaging about this kind of ad is this idea that like, well, you just come and you're good and nothing, you know, God, God gets you. You don't have to change in any way. There's, there's no call for the fact that you need to recognize that you're a sinner. It's just, Hey, come, come be comfortable. Um, and know that you're accepted. Acceptance is not worldly. Acceptance is not what we're going for in the church. Yeah. And worldly acceptance in this article, this ad is being conflated with compassion. Jesus had compassion for sinners. Okay, but that's not what was presented in the ad. What was yeah. presented in the ad was justification without repentance, was was a forgiveness-only gospel. I, I would even stretch to think that forgiveness was presented in the ad. I don't even think forgiveness was presented in the ad because of the moral equivalency between the anti-abortion movement and the pro-abortion people. That seems to be defended in the ad. The the moral equivalence of, of being a cop versus being someone, what they, they, I guess I, I don't know if they were viewing this 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 black man in the ad as a gang member, but it definitely lent itself to that interpretation. But it could very well be just talking about the racial tension uh, between the black community and cops that's that's constantly brought out. I mean, I'm sure that's part of it. Um, yeah. But you had three slides, I think, three pictures of that kind of racial uh, tension protest. And then, like I said, there was one where the old white guy and the old black guy are just sharing a foot basement with each other and, and rc cola some uh, yeah, moon pies and a it looked like, it looked like norman rockwell dropped acid uh, <laughs> so it was just a weird it was just a weird thing to see like that no one's even washing the feet they're just soaking they're doing that yeah. thing mr rogers did with the policeman which i actually respected and understood because he wasn't trying to drive something down our throats that wasn't true but there's there's nothing compassionate or humble about creating a moral equivalency where there is none 
and calling it the compassion of Jesus Christ. And that is the message that they are giving. So with this, with this foot washing ad, um, he gets us response to it, why they did the campaign. They said with an upcoming election year that will be filled with division and derision, we decided to focus on one of the most important directives given by Jesus, love your neighbor. As we explored creative ideas, we recalled the story of Jesus washing his disciples' feet, right? What you said, no one in there was a disciple of Jesus Christ, what they're trying to convey. They're not saying we're letting third and fourth and fifth tier stuff get in the way of our connection and, com and community. There wasn't two different Christians of different denominations washing each other's feet. There wasn't that. Uh, and so as we, and this is what he gets us said, as we explored creative ideas, we recalled the story of Jesus washing his disciples' feet and realized this was the perfect example of how we should treat one another, even those people with whom we don't see eye to eye. Did I miss the one with the gang member washing the policeman's feet? Well, that's, that was what I was waiting to say is that, uh, and, and actually our liberal article here is the one that helped me see it. Like there is not equal amounts here. You know, it's, there is not, okay, well, we've got the conservative, you know, and they, they, if you look at the pictures, there seems to be a right left break to most of these things. Um, you don't see the reverse. Uh, you know, I don't see the drag queen washing the priest feet in the next slide. I, I missed that one. And so, um, you know, they're very much for this to be their message is oh, we were preaching this unity. Now, do I think our country is overly divided? Yes. I mean, I feel like we're just everything is in a tender box of argument and disagreement. But a message that says one side of the table needs to get down and wash the feet of the other side doesn't seem very apolitical. It doesn't seem very unifying. It seems to be very clear what you're pushing an agenda, which says, hey, this group of people is really the cause of the problem. And if they would just wash the feet of their supposed enemies, then everything will be okay. Uh, Samuel Say yeah. says in a wonderful article, Samuel's been on the show before, but he said, um, and this is exactly what you said, and I, and I wanted to reiterate that because that was the whole point of us even doing this podcast. Sam says they claim they're encouraging unity, but their ads tell a different story. They're promoting compromise, not unity, but theological compromise. He gets us as a cunning campaign that subtly depicts Christian ethics as divisive, and hateful. And I think he's even being generous when he says subtly uh, upon rewatching re the the ad just now. But um, I, I would tell you, probably with, with that in tow, um, the most believable thing, uh, the, the most believable slide was the flamboyant gay man having his feet washed by a priest. I mean, if you look at several denominations where the, the clergy is dressed like that uh, outside of maybe Anglican. You have uh, you have a lot of co theological compromise in the church. That's probably happening in the middle of worship services right now under the compassion banner of Jesus. And I, I bet you a lot of this, if we're not mistaken, is being given a lot of fuel and momentum because of past church hurt experiences, because of people who who hated fundamentalism and hated core tenets of the gospel and hated every blatant gospel message of you are a sinner and you need Jesus Christ. And there is no forgiveness only gospel. There is only forgive and repent. Wash your feet and be changed. He's washing the feet of men who will be crucified upside down in front of their families rather than denounce Jesus Christ in front of Rome. That's the call. It's not let me be kind to each other enough over this next 80 years to see every sin under the sun justified and even encouraged under the banner of Christendom. That's not the goal. That's not the call. And it certainly isn't what Jesus would do. Jesus actually gave his life so that we could be saved from the sin. He took on all the sin 
So where was any sin? I mean, if they were all, if every person in that advertisement were all wearing a shirt that said sinner and they were getting their feet washed, this might be a different, I would even take the word sinner. This might even be a different turn. I'd be like, well, man, they acknowledged sin, but they wouldn't be able to air that article or they wouldn't be able to air that ad. That would not fly because you couldn't have someone being, being associated with sin. And at anyone who, who gets upset about this ad because of the reasons we've mentioned and goes to defend it, they're immediately going to be labeled with people who need to be more loving. The mo- Here very clearly, the most loving thing you can do is at risk of your reputation and friendships, be clear and kind about the gospel message with you at the top of the testimony pile and say, Jesus not only forgives, but he changes. And this is what I think made Jamie's uh, advertisement response that, that has over 3 million Twitter views just on Twitter. I mean, I haven't checked his YouTube channel, but it went viral. He's getting interviewed by Jenna Ellis over this. Um, and and he, this is a, this is a video a guy out of a church, you know, just has, he's been running content through his YouTube channel, but I, you definitely should subscribe to him. He does amazing work, but he put this article out and what does it do? It shows the true message of the gospel. Now it legitimately could never have been aired as we've discussed. Because it's true, but it tells you exactly what he gets us could have said, could have written in their in their bio statements. I mean, why why in their face statements on their website that that, that the FCC has no control over? Can they not give a message like Jamie's that's a clear presentation of the gospel? And then your advertisement did everything it could to get people to at least go to your website and hear about the relationship with Jesus that's available because of forgiveness of sin and repentance and turning away from that old life. This is this is uh, progressive liberalism, progressive Christianity, uh, pre-deconstructionist theology, uh, yeah. and it's being and we're being told that we're centered that we're that we're crude Pharisees if we don't abide in it. Well, forget that. Well, I, th- I thought it was you know as you've been talking, thinking about your your advertising background and and just okay if you had to work in the parameters. So let's say you wanted to spend however many millions of dollars to make a one minute ad for the Super Bowl um, and you can't get Taylor Swift to be on it. What, um, you know, what could you do with that? And I thought about, okay, like, like you said, okay, even if you can't say certain things, if you got people to the page and the page blatantly said the truth, like, I just think of all the movie ads I've seen that you leave going, okay, yeah, I want to know what that movie's about because there's so much going on there that I'm like, it draws me in. This was just, a series of pictures that just made you feel, Oh, this is all sweet. And then just left you with, he gets us. And then takes you to a page that is more ambiguous and a whole lot more of, Hey, God loves you just the way you are. Just keep on doing what you're doing. Uh, You know, I mean, just looking at it from a, you know, even if you look at their best intentions, what they say they're trying to accomplish, the only discussions that started have not been this unifying discussion that they say they wanted to have. It's not pushing people to have gospel discussions because, all it's doing is taking them to a page that reaffirms the watered down, useless. He feels you, you know, uh, and just look at it and say like, okay, even from an advertising perspective, this fails in every aspect of what it was trying to do. Um, and I would not advocate for a million dollars, you know, how many gajillions of dollars it took to put this ad up um, to make the world's greatest trailer for anything, thinking that that's suddenly doing the gospel work. Um, but even if you did want, if that was your passion, um, I know somebody had said that, 
at least last year, uh, the Hobby Lobby people had, had given considerable amount of money to the foundation that, that supported He Gets Us. Um, so, you know, there, there's big money being put up to make these kind of ads. And I think it shows the power of we live in a visual world. Like that is one thing that is very true of today. And so, um, you know, I think one thing that has stood out to me in this discussion is the idea that, um, you know, that he saves us spot. Uh, I think in the church, we need to be encouraging our creatives. We need to be encouraging those people who are creative and visual and, um, and helping them do work that does actually tell the real gospel. Yeah. Because there's going to be a ton of people out there who are sharing this kind of false feel goodness. Um, and that we in the church need to, unfortunately, we a lot of times had kind of given up ground to the secular world when it came to um, artistic things. And we said, well, we're just real practical people and let's stay away from that. Uh, I think this is a great, would be a great call to the church of like, hey, let's embrace this. Let's, let's help further the visual arts. Let's, you know, our creativity or all those things and see what we can do to kind of counter what the world is doing. Yeah. I think that's a, and that's a great segue into ending our podcast with the Christian Super Bowl ad they should have made is where you'll find it on YouTube by Jamie Bambrick. And if you're watching on YouTube, um, we'll, we'll show the video. Uh, and if you're listening on one of our uh, platforms, well, thank you for listening on our platform. Uh, but you can go to our YouTube channel, the We Bear Witness YouTube channel and see it, or you can find it, Jamie Bambrick, and subscribe to his channel, which we would greatly, greatly encourage. Almost 350,000 views. Um, since it's being uploaded, uh, February 13th is when he officially uploaded it. And so this got an insane response and it should. Uh, so within less than a week, this thing has blown up, but, um, we're going to go ahead and play it and you'll might hear us talking a bit through it. Uh, but if you got it pulled up, we'll run it now. Cap on the, being a witch and then ex-atheist, ex-jihadist, the word former being highlighted in yellow letters, former KKK member, right? There's Jeff Durbin of Apologia, former drug addict, former gang leader, former drag queen and prostitute. Imagine that going out in the Super Bowl. Former abortionist, former transgender, former porn star, And then it ends with Rosaria Butterfield, former lesbian activist. This is the part that's important. We can live for a thousand years. Yeah, Jesus doesn't just get us. He redeems us. He saves us. He transforms us. I mean, that ad. Is so good, and it's it's hit the mark on so many people. If anything, this will be this will be sort of where I put it. The best thing about that he gets us at is it created that response. Absolutely. And so, if if, if you're going to have any kind of justification of why that he gets us at was a good thing to be aired, it's because that right there is going up a hundred thousand views every day. People are actually seeing a great representation of what the gospel in and of itself means. Now, if we could see anything like that written on the he gets us at website. Uh, we could be greatly encouraged uh, by their change of direction. But right now, I would say avoid like the plague. And the good news here is we know that we know the truth. If we've been changed by Christ, we know the truth. So let's stop depending on advertisements to do the work of the church. And instead, like you said, Forrest, 
have those in the church understand the outlets that work best to create a message and um, disperse the message outside and, and pepper the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ in a variety of different creative ways and be and back and support the people in our churches to do that. Don't just whine at an ad. Get out there, know the truth, practice the truth and do something about it. Um, thank you, Rian on Forrest. And uh, we will see everybody later. We appreciate you. It's now every Monday. We'll have something uploaded. Thank you so much for your support of We Bear Witness. We're available at all platforms. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. God bless and have a great night.